Ah, yes, as we honor Jerry Doucette to begin the show here on this Wednesday. What a classic that is, a Canadian classic, as we remember rock guitarist, songwriter Jerry Doucette, who has passed away after a battle with cancer. As we say good afternoon and a welcome on this Wednesday, it is April the 20th. And good afternoon welcome to those of you in Toronto listening in on 640 Toronto, in Hamilton on 900 CHML, and in London on 980 CFPL. And coming up this afternoon... We got more on the changes to blind bidding home sales in the province. We talked about this, discussed this yesterday. The system right now, of course, sees buyers bidding really with little to no, uh, okay, no information at all, none, when it comes to just uh, how much is being bid, how much more competitors are willing to pay than you are. New regulations would give sellers the option. And that's the key part here, the key point, the option to essentially opt out of blind bidding and allow for an open process. But the question is, is this change, is its bark worse than its bite? I mean, is this truly going to make a difference when it comes to these skyrocketing and these uh, high record-setting house prices? Because a lot of people believe, you know, there's a couple of things uh, that factor in here, the supply of homes or lack thereof but also the blind bidding process and how that has escalated the price of uh, homes and really in particular shut out first-time buyers. Mike Schreiner, leader of the Ontario Green Party, he's got some thoughts on this. He will share those with us coming up in about 10 minutes. But first, it's uh, not only homes that have become maybe too expensive, but uh, the way we entertain ourselves in our homes also becoming a little too rich for many. Shares of Netflix dropped by more than 25% yesterday after the streaming company reported a loss of some 200,000 subscribers during the first quarter of this year. This is the first time that Netflix has reported a subscriber loss in more than a decade. Now, they're blaming increased competition, password sharing, as well as inflation. And joining us for more on this is TV critic and blogger Bill Brio, who is on the line. Hey there, Bill. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, Jeff. All right. Uh, this seems like quite the fall. Uh, what is going on? What's happening at Netflix? Really, I think it's just what is happening everywhere. I mean, your, your news, you just had a report about inflation, and it's up everywhere. And, you know, if you're paying more, a lot more for groceries and gas, you're going to start looking at your cable and streaming bill. Sure. And those have been uh, escalating for a while. And I kind of thought about Netflix because... Essentially, they were kind of, weren't they sort of the first on the block when it came to streaming, pretty much? Absolutely. They've been around for over 10 years. They had a huge head start. So they, they built up a lot of subscribers. And then, you know, just before the pandemic, everybody else sort of gang tackled them, uh, HBO and Disney and Paramount and everybody else. So the field they used to have to themselves is now a big, wild scramble. Yeah, it reminds me of kind of the coffee wars. Tim Hortons, of course, back in the day, maybe the first on your block. They were everywhere. Everybody went to Timmy's. Then all of a sudden it was Second Cup, right? Uh, Country Style Donuts, Starbucks, then came. (laughs) It feels kind of like that all over again, but just with digital streaming. Yeah, and if you don't have the hot cup of coffee now, people are going to look elsewhere. And I think that's what happened. Netflix, a lot of their big uh, shows have, uh, you know, aged and fallen off the radar and if you look what's just coming up in the next few weeks, we've got The Flight Attendant coming back this week. And uh, Hacks, a comedy I really like, Barry is coming back after a long absence. So 
these are all on competitors, and uh, the buzz shows don't seem to be on HBO right now. And that happens, you know, TV is cyclical. Mm-hmm. You know, I guess the old adage is content is king. Although we hear the Netflix, as I mentioned, they're going to crack down on password sharing. They're blaming part of this on password sharing because I think you can share your password with upwards of five other people, I believe it is, with Netflix. But is cracking down on password share, password sharing, Bill, do you think it's really the way forward for Netflix or any streaming company? I think it's just an, an indicative of how people are struggling with the cost of everything. You know, it's if the price is fair, you're okay. We'll we'll just keep subscribing to Netflix. We won't think twice. But the price of Netflix has gone up. Um, they've had two price increases since the pandemic began, and then of course HST was finally imposed here in Canada. So you've had your bills gone up three times. And if you look at the competitors like Amazon Prime Video, they've been around ten years. Uh, they just put their price up two bucks this month after 10 years. And so, and they just had a big, you know, event at Massey Hall announcing 10 new Canadian projects at Kids in the Hall and everything else. Right. So, you know, so that's, you've got to be strategic. Netflix can't just rest back and think people will forever just subscribe without looking at their bill. I think everybody is now. Yeah, because if I recall correctly, Netflix, when it first emerged a decade ago, it was essentially, I think, eight ninety nine a month. And, of course, that has continued to escalate uh, over the years. I mean, it's uh, upwards of $20 a month now. And so many of these other competitors, as we were talking about, Bill, they've come on the scene. They're $20 a month as well. And I think you're absolutely right. We're all making value judgments here because at the end of the day, I think a lot of families are getting a $20 a month to death. Yes. You're right. If you've got three of these, uh, you know, services, you're already paying what you used to pay for cable, and uh, then you're probably still also paying for cable. So I do think a lot of folks, like I know a lot of friends who just, they subscribe to um, uh, Disney when they got the Beatles documentary. You know, people wanted to see this 50-year project get back, and uh, that a lot of people jumped on there. And I think if you have a family, if you've got a lot of kids, and you look at what Disney offers, you're thinking, huh, you know, I could just get this one, and I don't need maybe Netflix anymore. And that's what happens. Once you get uh, the shiny object tangled in front of you, you, you might see what else they have and, and switch over. Yeah, I'm also wondering if Netflix has done a good enough job with their strategic partnerships, because you mentioned Disney+. Plus. I recently upgraded uh, my cable package, and part of that uh, bill uh, kind of thrown in was Disney Plus uh, as for a year. Uh, so all of a sudden, I've got that now, part of my monthly uh, cable bill. And then you're right. You start making some value judgments about uh, other streaming services that you've got and whether or not you really, truly need them. Yeah, you're right. Uh, Jeff, you know, I think I know Rogers for sure. If you subscribe to them, there's links to several other projects, uh, properties there you know stack tv is a, a service that has lots of global content or different things and you you access them through by subscribing to these other places and and you're right once that ball gets rolling you don't mind adding things on for four dollars a month say as part of a, a package and netflix does not seem to be participating in that as much as some other companies all right so two hundred thousand subscribers they reportedly lost in the first quarter I've seen company estimates, I'm sure you have as well, Bill, that think they believe they think they might lose upwards of 2 million subscribers before the end of this year. 
Is this the start of a, a real sea change for streaming, do you think? Uh, I mean, every emerging industry always goes through some growing pains. There's winners, losers. Is that what we're seeing happening right now? It's just, you know, you, you can't win the Stanley Cup every year. I, I think it's not, uh, you know, 200,000 subscribers. That's like 20 people to uh, another store. Like, it's, these guys are in 200 million homes worldwide. Now, a lot of people around the world are paying next to nothing for it. So it's how many North American subscribers or Europe, that's where it costs uh, and counts. But the number of subscribers is still staggering. And what Netflix has done is they've just spent, I think, upwards of 12, 13 billion trying to keep up and, and out content everybody else. They're going to have to take a hard look at that if uh, their stock continues to go down uh, uh, when, when reports like this come out. Yeah, so what do you think of the future, just finally, Bill, of streaming is in the next five to ten years? Because we're seeing more and more companies venture into the streaming space. Uh, CNN, they have just launched CNN+. Plus. Uh, apparently the reviews on that, uh, at least out of the gate, uh, not good, that they don't have a real solid subscription base. I know uh, Apple TV+, Plus. I was just reading on the weekend, the problem with Jon Stewart is only reaching some 180,000 American households, which is nothing. And boy, you think about Jon Stewart and The Daily Show and the star power he had through the uh, 90s and early aughts. I mean, you got to wonder uh, where all of this is going. Yeah, people are trying all kinds of things. You know, we used to all watch Jon Stewart for free, kind of. And uh, I guess, yeah, it's a harder sell now. Um, and he's weekly instead of daily and everything else, although that's changing too. Um yeah, you know, it, it, people are, this is all going to be constantly evolving. But the bottom line is more people stream now than watch television, you know, watch conventional broadcasters. And uh, we're here in the streaming era. I don't see it going backwards. It's going to slip here and there, but another company will jump ahead and have the sh- hot show that you just have to see. And that's always been the case in TV. That's what works. Yeah, I just want, wish one streaming service would have all the hot shows. It would just make it so much easier for us and more uh, more affordable. Uh, Bill, thanks for the time as always. Appreciate it. You're welcome, Jeff. All right, be well. TV blogger and critic Bill Brio with us, and we're back after this here in the Jeff MacArthur Show. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.